You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a really awesome one for you guys today. I got Mr. Mike Woodfield. Mike, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, man. Thanks Mike, for having me. Dude, you have a huge pedigree of things that you did. I had to write it all down. <laughs> uh, your multifamily real estate syndication, uh-huh. um, you know, that's your main thing. You bought close to 300 doors or 3,000 doors. Yeah. 3,000 3, doors. Like, that's got to be hundreds. That's yeah. got to be close to a, more than a billion. Yeah. Well, we bought a lot of it you know, back in 2015, 2014, 2016. So the price for doors definitely gone up. Right. So, you know, that doesn't sound as impressive as, uh, you know, like if I was to buy that many doors today, right. it would be over a billion. But well, still, I mean, but there are yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, but value now, yeah, yeah, well, close to a billion. So Yeah, I mean, 500 units in development currently in Texas. Yeah, right? down in central Texas, yep. That's awesome, man. And then you oversaw 400 million renovations for multifamily, which is, yeah, that's a lot. Tons of renovations. Dude, yeah. that that's exciting, man. I want to yeah. ask you how, like it's, so I feel like I've been living under a rock because wait, about a year ago, so I, I've been in real estate. Yeah kind of sure like i'll say sure kinda. Like, yeah, yeah yeah but when people start using these like syndication words and things like that i'm like man i'm just like dude that sells trailers like what are everybody talking about yeah and yeah, yeah yeah i'm getting in get you know learning about it really it was like a year ago i was at a mastermind and they were talking about it so much mm-hmm. and there was this guy that was like 26 or 7 years old had 2,000 doors yeah and i'm like oh my gosh like how at 2,000 doors yeah and then it kind of opened my my eyes up to this massive thing called syndication and yeah. what, what's going on right now. Yeah. How did I, I, let's start with your story. Yeah. Um, you are the older, maybe we're going to say better looking. I don't no, know. Yeah, older, for sure. yeah. Better in almost every way. <laughs> to, to Greg uh, Woodfield, who's been on this show and yeah. just a super good friend and just an amazing guy, which dude, the, the genes and the bloodline in your family as well. It's well, good. yeah. Yeah. How we were raised is a big part of it, but yeah. yeah so no. let's get into that. Let's, yeah. let's get into, sure. you know, you know, growing up and, and how you got into real estate and, you know, yep. you were you know, off air. We were kind of talking about Greg yeah. a little bit. So yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get into it. You know, growing up, there's a number of factors, I think, that contributed to mine, Greg's success. You know, our whole family, really like my sisters, like my, my one sister has been a mom for 23 years, but she's like the best mom. Really? Like, you know what I mean? She's like levels above other moms. Right. You know, in my opinion, right? I think she's right. the best. And like, uh, my other sister has been doing the same thing for 25 years and she is like an expert and really good. And the, the culture in our family was that, you know, our family, may, our family name meant something, you know, and the Woodfield family name meant something. And, you know, you don't ever hurt the family name, right. you know, being lazy or complacent. Uh, and so it really drove us, you know, and my parents also, they didn't shy away from competition in the family. You right. know, um, you know, basketball games, card games, everything were highly competitive in our family. And so, you know, we still have that level of competitive nature in our family, which I think drove us, you know, in a lot of areas of our lives. And also my, my mom grew up pretty poor um, and she was a hustler. She wanted more for herself. She wanted better for herself and she got more and got better. That's awesome. And her expectation was that every generation would want more. 
and get better. Right. You know, and so the culture of my family was progress, grow, move forward. You know, and 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 without saying it, that's that's what it was. That was the expectation. Like, you know, your grandpa didn't go to college and he struggled, you know, every week to feed his family. Right. And I did go to college and we don't struggle to feed the family, but I want you to go to school. And then I also want you to be able to provide, you know, generational wealth, maybe, you know, right. it was not said, but every generation should improve was kind of how we were raised. So, I, I like that. It's always chasing a dream. Yes. Right. Like you're yeah. always chasing that vision, yeah. that dream, yeah. which is important. Mm -hmm. And, and passing down that, you know, you, your name and your reputation means something. Right. Right. Which I think we've lost, you know, I, I, well, a lot of people have lost. No, right? I, I agree. Yeah. Like that, that means like, means not a lot to a lot, a, a lot of people, right. It, they just kind of want to do their own, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, Hey, like have some pride. Like I, I have some pride in like my family name you should, and, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a unique, Haugen's a unique name, but, mm. um, you know, with my kids and like, I'm like, man, I'm rooting that I get mm. a boy one day and kids, <laughs> um, that I, you yeah. know, get a pass down the family name because sure. my, my brother has a boy. So at least there's somebody in the family there you name go. that is going to pass go. it down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. literally he's the only, the only second, or I guess that generation of Haugen, yeah. but it means a lot. Like it means yeah. a lot to our family. Yeah. You know, and I, I, my parents, they never uh, told us what to be interested in. Um, really? We, yeah. We never had like, hey, Mike, I want you to play baseball, you know, and right. I, you, you, me, you know, at that time I was a bit more athletic and was good at sports, but, you know, it was never like, hey, this is what you have to do. The expectation was if you're going to do it, you're going to do it really good. Right. You know, so you pick, you decide, but you know the standard. Right. Right. And I think I've carried that on into my life, you know, work life, my marriage, my family with my own kids is, you know, uh, not forcing things that really aren't you, but if you're going to do it, do it really well. Right. You know, so right. that's, that's how we were raised. Yeah. I mean, and Greg obviously has reached heights that, you know, are, are impressive. Right. You know, he's, he's, um, he shines in the stage he's on and uh is going places for yeah, sure dude, he's the windbreaker sleeper you never know <laughs> <laughs> dude that kid has more shoes and more windbreakers than anybody I've ever dude, when he life. did this podcast he didn't wear a windbreaker <laughs> i was so pissed i was like i was like i was gonna introduce you as a windbreaker he's like i wore one on purpose because yeah. i didn't want you to say today i'm like he had one on today don't worry no, i'm he's, glad he's I'm back glad. at it dude i bought one yeah. just for him actually i was uh doing a podcast for the guy that owns uh moxie his name is jason walton okay and he gave me a, a windbreaker and i'm like dude i'm gonna wear this every time i see greg i'm that's wearing awesome. a windbreaker like, that's so you know cool, i kind of feel good enough yeah like, yeah, yeah they're I, nice like, yeah man. i was like okay like, hey, you know it's like i get it yeah 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 but dude greg is 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 just a, a great dude your whole family i mean it's yeah. it's it's awesome yeah. to see you guys is there any competition between you and greg and any of your yeah. family members oh yeah it doesn't yeah. even have to be said dude. you know like <laughs> it um we know you know like and really more so greg and i have always been really kind of type a you know personalities and so we didn't right. always get along great and uh even now we get along fantastic but like if you don't know the culture that we grew up in right um you may be like do they like each other or, you know right. it's just like it's like let's go this is let's but i mean there's more love than anything there yeah. i mean it's it's uh you know you get to a point in your life and um healthy competition is a really good thing and right. even in family i think it's really good 
it's when it turns toxic is the thought of, I don't want you to succeed because then maybe it looks like I failed, you right. know, which has not ever been a part of us. It's, I want you to reach the highest height and I want to be there with you, you know? Right. And, and if Greg becomes a billionaire, I'd be like, cool, dude, can I take out your trash? You know, can I do right. something for you? Know? Right. <laughs> you no, know, like, and, and yeah, but like, like yeah, like, you know, if he reaches that, I'll be like, maybe I had some part in, helping him get there, you know, which I would take a lot of pride in, you right. know, and I know that he takes some pride in I'm his older brother and, you know, you know, as an example or whatever you want, or I, I honestly look up to him too, just for what he's accomplished and who he is as a dad, right. as a, as a, as a husband, you know, he's, he's, he's good at all those things. So that's awesome. He's a good dude. No, I like that. Am I, my my dad actually, you know, I grew up in a successful family. My dad's very, very, very successful in mm -hmm. my eyes. One of the greatest humans that's awesome I've ever met. Like, yeah, the person I want to be like. Like, I've never watched him argue ever. That's cool. They hold hands still. Like, they they've open been doors. married like, married almost fifty years. So no divorce. No, they just they've that's, been each other's rock forever. Pretty cool man. And you know, he grew up and his family despised them to the point that he has no idea where his sister is wow. really doesn't have any contact with his brother and there's only three of them wow. and they just don't don't want anything to do with them because they wanted everything and want 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 yeah. they never supported anything he did yeah you know he was growing up doing he was in network marketing so that's already got a bad bad look you know but my dad was very successful um one of the largest guys in the the, wow. the world at the time um, Crazy. In, in that industry and he, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And like, I think about it and I'm like, I'm my, my family's like biggest fans. Yeah. And you know, I want to be, and sometimes like, you know, I'm like, like, you know, trying to like figure out a little healthy competition. Right. But yeah. really like, like a rising tide raises all ships and, yeah, and it sucks when families get torn apart over one person succeeding or the other. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, so I like that. Well, that, that well you know, you guys have. as you get older, um, you, you gain some more experience maybe, and whatever that means, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to a number of people that don't have the same experience or the same life as I have. And, right. and so I don't expect them to understand what I'm saying perfectly. But, you know, as, as you gain more experience in this life, you realize that money is one indicator of success. Right. Amongst many others. You know, there's there's a lot of other indicators. But you and I both know some pretty awful people that make a lot of money, For sure. right? I yeah. mean, they make movies about these people, right? Right. So making money, once you figure out how to do it, um, I don't want to say it's not hard because making money is hard, right? but um, whether you're good or bad, the money doesn't care. Right. The money doesn't care if you're a good human being at all. Right. Um, so what are some other indicators of a good person, you know, a successful person. Like when you talked about your dad, you said you want to be like him. You didn't say because he was rich. Right. you like, because he was the rock of the family. My mom and dad were together 50 years. You emulate their marriage, you know? Right. So they had a successful marriage, right? right. And they raised successful kids. It's like, that's what you're emulating, you know? Right. The money was maybe a byproduct of somebody that was maybe a little lucky, had good timing, worked really freaking hard, was self-critical, right. um, was self-motivated and uh, went for it, took risk, right? you know? And, you know, it, it's like trying to become that guy, you know, takes time and, and it takes people around you to help. For sure. You know, for so. sure. No, and, and it, there's being good stewards of the money mm -hmm. and who you are as a person. I mean, I talk a lot about it on this show is 
like you just said, we I have met so many. You probably met so many successful people that you're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm really not going to surround myself with them. Yeah, it would be cool to be their quote unquote friend, yeah, or their boy or whatever yeah, you yeah, want to be yeah, yeah. like. And then you might be able to do cool things or get into mm-hmm. cool places or whatever. But it's like, sure. you know, really would I surround myself with them? Probably not. And mm-hmm. and it, it's been a learning lesson for me because I'm just Mr. Networker and I and yeah. I trust people and I'm just like, oh. hey, like, woo, like yeah. everybody's Welcome my friend. To club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, wow, like people really try to screw you. Yeah. Like pe- people pe- try to take advantage. People are, you know, like, I relate with that so much. Today I had an experience with somebody just that just burnt me, you know, big time. Really? And, yeah. And, you know, and as when you're a good person and, and you think like we do, you know, and I'm saying I'm a good person, I'm a good person, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the proof is there, you know, when you're a good person and you have good integrity, you, you automatically think that's the way people think. Right. Which is really hard for guys like you and I to think, how could someone else think any other way? Right. But like the way I'm thinking, like I'm giving, I, I share, I'm kind, I want everybody to succeed. That's not how it is, man. It's crazy. It's not. I, yeah, I mean, there's situations, you know, that are in the news right now um, with an individual that I did, you know, (laughs) did business with. And, you know, I, I I'm just as frustrated as everybody else. Like I got burned. I mean, the dude, the dude was a quote unquote, like friend, acquaintance, buddy. Sure. And then shortly thereafter, I found out like everything came crashing down and I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, you looked me in my eye and and told me all of these things. Like I could never do that to somebody. Like I would, I would be like, Hey, you know, like this, like I I want to be honest with, because I I still want to be friends with you. And like, I care more about the relationship than I do about the transaction. Cause like, I don't need the transaction. Like, it's funny because people are always to me, they're like, Hey, can I do anything for you? And I'm like, well, like if you're going to buy an RV, maybe, but like, Mm-hmm. I'm in the RV business. Mm-hmm. I'm in a weird industry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot people can do for me. Like, yeah. and that's no offense to people. Like, yeah, but I, I get around these circles and like, Hey man, what can I do for you? And I'm like, nothing. Be a friend. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. screw me. Yeah, like, be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you see good opportunity, let me know. I really just want the friendship. And yeah. you know, if you can, if you ever want to buy an RV, you know, let me know. Yeah. But that's a very niche person. Like, yeah. You know? And so I think that like, you know, when I get around these people and I think like that, I just, I feel like, Hey, they're going to think like me and it just doesn't even go down that yeah, way. Like it's yeah. just, it's crazy to me. It, I, I don't understand how people can even sleep at night when things like that happen. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of those people don't have, I mean, we'll go back to this. Like you probably care a lot about what your dad thinks about you. Right. And you would hate for him to ever pick up a paper and be like, my name's in the paper because my son's a liar. Right. Like that's not worth any amount of money. No. Like nothing, dude, no. like not, nothing in this world is worth my parents being disappointed in a decision I made right. like, like that, like a real big boy decision, you know? Right. So, you know, it goes back to kind of how you're raised. You're raised with a high level of integrity and you've maintained it, you know, and it, it does, that means more to you than anything. Right? right. So, you know, really the currency that you're probably looking for isn't necessarily money. It's not like you know, even networking, it's probably respect. Right. Yeah. Know? Respect is like yeah, everything, right? Like yeah. I just, I just want to be, and it's funny that you say that because I have had conversations with people who be like, I really don't want much from yeah. people. I just want like to be yeah. respected. Admired. And, and, yeah, admi- yeah. Like, yeah. and just like, Hey, like, you know, con- like yep. that's all, like, I don't need anything from anybody. I just want to like the mutual respect. Yeah, and, and yeah, you, you want to be there to, to assist and help where you can, yeah. of course, you know, take a call, listen, you know, bounce ideas off somebody, but 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So when you, you know, you, you said you went to college. What did you go to college for? Public relations. Well, no, hold on. Well, I went to college to be a doctor. Oh, really? Like that was what I was going to do. And then I think I made it in like two weeks of a biology class. And I was like, dude, I'm, I can't pass this. There's no way. Like I'm out. You know, I quickly, like my dad is in the medical field and my older brother is like, they have that brain for it. Right. Um, and Greg and I don't, let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Like we massive ADD. Can't wear a windbreaker in the, you can't wear a windbreaker in the operating room. That's a huge hit. (laughs) No, for me, it was just, you know, like you got to look long and hard of like what you're good at, you know, and I'm just not, I wouldn't even say I'm really good at grinding at one thing. And, um, to be a doctor, like that's what you got to do. Now I'm in the multifamily industry and you're like, well, aren't you an apartment guy? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an apartment guy, but every deal I buy is like a new business. Right. Right. Like that's how I look oh, at yeah, it. It's totally, right? totally. Yeah. So like I have a deal right now under contract, it's going to be a 22 and a half million dollar multifamily deal in Texas. Wow. And I'm going to have six people on site. And I look at that person that's on site as the president of the company Right. You know, and, and, you know, it might be a maintenance guy or whatever, but I, I view them that way and I treat them like with that level of respect. And, uh, you know, so every deal is different. It keeps me in the game. So my ADD is kind of satisfied because every time I go to buy a new project, I'm like, I put another business plan together. I have to go execute that business plan. I have to raise the money, you know, close the loan. There's a lot of details I got to figure out. Right. And then I execute, 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 and I have a team that helps. Um, You know, uh, my business partner and I have hired some really good, talented people, and and uh, we've seen a lot of success, you know, from that. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, and and one thing. So why I kind of took a left turn about in you know from what we were talking about before being admired is I know you have you know a lot of people that work for you, you deal with a lot of people, yeah, new deals. And, and also with tenants, yeah. because when you're buying multifamully housing, you're, 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 yeah, you're buying the, the brick and mortar and the wood or whatever yeah. you call it, but you're really buying the leases and the tenants. That's right. Yeah. And it's how you're going to operate mm-hmm. the, the quote unquote business, like you said, yeah. and being like one thing you said that stuck you're pointed out to me was yeah. uh, it being admired. Yeah. How important is that to you in being, you know, a boss being a land, mm-hmm. now you're a landlord. Yeah. Landlord. Um, you know, you're all these, you wear these different hats yeah. and the respect because when you're in multifamily, like a brand is important. People don't realize this. And like, I, you realize apartment complex is popping up in, in Utah and you, you almost know the brand by the look, right? Yeah, like sure. There's different names of different things and that you see them all over the place, but the look is the same. Okay. That, that's probably the same company mm-hmm. and the same vibe. Like everything's the same. Yeah. Um, how important is that to you when you're building this, you know, multifamily, but how important is cult, like culture in, in, you and building that brand to yourself. It's something I think about all the time. Our company is called Obsidian Capital. And, uh, you know, we have a management company. It's Obsidian Management Company, and they, they manage for us, you know. And um, really, the management company is where the culture lies, and that's where most of the employees are. Right. Our corporate office, we have a really tight-knit group that's been with us for a lot of years, and we love them, and we treat them like family. We vacation with them, and that's it's awesome. a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Um, but uh, like the management company where you don't spend every day with them, they can start to feel a little bit like there's some islanditis going on. They're like they're alone on that property. Right. And, um, you know, part of the culture building I've found is when you 
when you're trying to be a good leader and be admired and respected, it doesn't necessarily mean being liked, although that may be a bonus. Like I think it pays to be likable. People like to work for people they like. Right. But it's leading people to success. Right. Right. Like that's that's how you gain someone's respect is if you put more dollars into their pocket, right? So right. so you know, the way I found that you lead them to respect is, or lead them to success is give them a really clear business plan. Like this is, this is our path that we're going to take over the next seven to 10 years with each other. Right. And right. we want you here, you know, we have a bonus structure in place. We want you to take ownership personally of this, you know, and so right. they may even get a little cut of ownership if they stick around long enough. Wow. Right. Yeah. So like there's some incentive there, like, Hey, I own part of that apartment complex, you know, That's type of awesome. thing. Um, and we try and give them really clear instructions so that they don't ever be left wondering like, what did they want me to do here? Cause there's, there's like different things that we're trying to accomplish on the properties and not that we're like micromanaging, but we're not under managing. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're not, we're not leaving them out to dry. Right. Like, and then, you know, the worst case scenario is you leave them out to dry and then you come and visit the property and you're like, what, what the hell are you doing here? Right. You know, like why, how could you have done this? Right. You know, and it's just like now, now you went from hands off to hands on for an hour and expect to fix it all. Just being critical for sure. It doesn't work. Right. You know, and so many people do that. It's like, pick one, be the critical guy that doesn't show up, you know, or, or, or uh, be the guy that doesn't show up and just be passive or be the guy that's there every day and has the right to be a little bit critical because you're actually they're assisting. Right. You know what You're I mean? Walking the walk. And yeah. And critical is a interesting word, but you know, I'll use that one. Like, right. um, it's not like a, it's a mostly negative, but, um, and then that, that trickles down to the, the residents that live there. Right. Right. Usually we're bringing millions of dollars to the project to so fix a little it bit up. renovation, fixing yeah. up, adding this, adding that. We add value to it. Right. So, the truth is about apartments and some guys have figured this out. You would call them slumlords is that through market appreciation, inflation rents just go up over time. Right. Right. They have to. And uh, people can look at me and be like, how could you be in this business? You know, it's a very personal business where someone lives um, where you're just jacking people's rents up. And it's like, well, you know, the County doesn't really care about the people when they jack the property tax up that right. we have to pay. Right. And the insurance company underwriters, when they move our insurance up 40% in the past two years, they didn't care. Right. Right. But we still have to have that property insured. Right. Right. Um, you know, it, and so it always goes back to the landlord. Like we have to push expenses through. It's why I own this stuff. Right. The whole system won't work. Right. So we got to make money. Um, but you can provide a good product. And, and what I'm saying is, if you give a good business plan and you bring some dollars perhaps to a project and you implement it well and advertise well, the residents will notice and they're like, Oh, new ownerships here. This is a lot better. And really you just need to be responsive to those people. You need to take the time to listen, hear them out. Okay. This is what's broken. And then just immediate action. You know, if, if a light bulb's out and you know, one Oh two go replace it. Right. So one of our standards, we have a list of standards. The actual acronym is standards, S-T-A-N-D-A-R-S. And, you know, one of them, D, is do it now. That's one of our standards. I so, like, like don't let the grass grow under your feet. You right. know, if, if there's something that needs to be done, you know, maybe you prioritize it. Like, you don't always want to be on fire drill mode. Right. But just get it done. 
you know, go do it. Don't let it, don't let it fester, you right. know? And so we try and implement that down to the site level to where they feel like they're part of the team. They're running a business and they have all the keys to know exactly what we need to feel like we're winning the owners. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what yeah. are you, what are you, how are you specifically coaching people? You know, and, and you know, selfishly, I'm asking this because I have dealerships in, in Oregon, Missouri, and Utah. Mm-hmm. How are you specifically coaching people in another state or in another area? I mean, it, I know you, 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 I know you live in Texas, but yeah. I'm sure you got. Other- yeah. Yeah. We, we have properties in Kentucky and in and, and other areas and we've had them, you know, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma and places like that. So, you know, it's really, it's really hard to do that. You know, I, I'm not going to front, you know, like it, when you're that far away physically, it, it's tough to make up for that. So you got to make the effort to get out there. Right. You know, and people care to see you, right. They really yeah. care to see the guy that's the boss or the owner, right. That means a lot to them. You know, they want to show up and like, look at what we're doing. And you want them to feel that way. Right. You know, you've gained their respect if they're, if they're trying to impress you. Right. They're trying to fool you. You maybe haven't gained their respect, but if they're trying to impress you, that's a whole different thing, right? Like they want you there. Right. So, you know, I would say that the, the way we've worked around that is like, it's on the schedule. My business partner, Glenn, who is a stud, I mean, best guy in the world knows more about multifamily. He'll forget more about multifamily than I'll ever learn. Really? But he, um, he, he goes out and he'll visit the sites once a month at least. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, he's an empty nester, his kids are gone and, and he, he's got a flexible schedule. So that helps. I can stay in the office and kind of handle what's going on there, right. but he's out and he's meeting with the staff. He's taking them to lunch sometimes, you know, um, going and reviewing the business plan and seeing how it's going. Right. Um, right. and then, uh, every so often, maybe once a month, um, we'll do a zoom call. So there's FaceTime. And then really all those managers have our cell phones. So just constant communication. Yeah. If you need, Hey, look, you're the president of our company. Right. If you need to get hold of me, call me day or right. night. I'm here. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey. if the apartment's on fire, you call me. Yeah. Right no, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. And and if you got an issue that you can't resolve alone, let's, let's get on the phone. Let's problem solve. Right. So that's the other piece of our culture is we don't point fingers. We try not to, at least I, I can't say we're perfect at that, but we try and problem solve with the people. Right not point the finger and blame and then just walk away. How, how hard has the training been for like finding and recruiting and then training those people to follow your standards, literally your standards? Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's no secret. I mean, this is the hardest part of business is finding people and putting, there's a thousand books you can read and um, guys that have claimed to figure it out. And I think if you interviewed all of them, they'd be like, yeah, we don't know. Like right. it's a guess, man. Like, on, like yeah. and, especially because people are so good at interviewing nowadays. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, mean, I I'm not that great at interviewing. And like I said, I, I kind of naturally trust people, right. you know? So, or I guess being interviewed, they're like professional oh, yeah. interviewer or yeah. interviewees or whatever you want to yeah. call them. I have a lot of investors that interview me and that's, that's an interesting process. Yeah. No, I've been interviewed by uh, 200 private equity groups. Yeah. And that's like, fun, huh? Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that doesn't suck the life yeah, out of you. At oh all. man, it's like, especially when it's like like five in a day. I'm oh, like, I can't do this it's, anymore. It's painful, huh? Yeah, you know, and and they're just they're trying to figure out who you are, right? Yeah. You know, and and so I don't I don't really handle the interviewing process. I I did I did do an interview last month of this new property we're taking over. I sat down nice. and uh, talked to the manager and told her our plan and said, "Is this something you'd even want to do?" 
is this a good fit for you? And um, the other thing I always say is like, look, if you outgrow us, I'm going to be so happy for you. You know, if, right. if you grow beyond this property into another position, like we're going to be high fiving. I'm going to be sad because you, you just, you've outgrown me and I'm going to let you go sad as can be, but I'm going to be really happy for you, you know? Right. And so I, I also don't ever fear someone leaving, you know, or someone getting another opportunity that betters their lives. Like right. I'm, I'm genuinely happy for them. So and that's interesting. Cause I yeah. feel like there's like right now, especially there's, it's so competitive that it's kind of a bloodbath. And oh, yeah, I feel like yeah. there's so many people that are the complete opposite of what you just said. Yeah. I mean, like, of course I'm not going to roll over. I wasn't meant for that. Right. But like if I don't have really the budget to go up and, you know, compete with the salary or like, Hey, you just got like a, a 30 or 40% pay increase. I I'm not there. You know, right. I just can't financially make it work. Um, you know, I, I kind of know that people take these opportunities making a lot more money and they hate the culture they go to. Right. And we've had a lot of people come back. Right. Because of that, and that's always fine. Like, open door. And that's the other thing I say is like, Hey, if it doesn't work out the way you thought, you can call me anytime and I'll find you something to do. Right. You know, if they're like really that. that good. It's like, Hey, look, like go and go and experience it. But if they come back, they're yours forever. Like they are right. going to be loyal forever. Cause they know like, it just isn't, it's, it's not what I thought. Well, and, and you got, you got their back. Yeah, exactly. No what. Like, Hey, I'll write, I'll write you a, a letter of recommendation. You know, I'll call your boss and say, hey, I'm currently their boss. I hate to lose them, but this is going to better their life. You know, I'll do those things. Right. For, oh, awesome. for people, you know, it, it, it's just, for me, it just shows them that you, you care about them, right? Like, right. That's our first standard show you care S show you care, you know? So we show, we care in every way. I mean, that's a real sense of care, you know, and uh, you know, that, that we stand by that. With that that's interesting because I, I, I've talked to a lot of people um, not on this show because mm -hmm. I wouldn't bring them on this show. Yeah. That are the complete opposite and they don't want to show that they care. And then they literally are trying to coach me to show to, like to tell me not to care about people. That's and crazy. I'm like, that just goes. That's so stupid. Like against everything that I believe. And yeah. if that's what it takes to be successful, then I don't really want it's, to it's, be that. It's like, not like it's just, it's not. And we'll go back to what is success. Right. It, yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, yeah. And, and what is your definition? Right. So who cares about what their definition is? Right. Truly like who cares? Right. And you know what measuring stick they use for your success? Uh, it's irrelevant. I mean, like, you know, are you successful now? I, 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 I think you I, are. I feel like I am. Yeah. So if you add another 10 stores, are you successful? If you add another sure. 400 stores, are you successful? Yeah. 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 But your kids hate you, you know, like, I would hope not. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's just <laughs> yeah. a lot of questions that, um, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of questions that people don't look at when it comes to success, you know? And, yeah. and I, I hate that. And well, like what makes you fulfilled, right? Like yeah, it doesn't, well, yeah. like it doesn't fulfill me to go hate everybody all day long and to no. like go to the locations. Like when I would go, when I go to the locations, it's kind of like your partner. Like I'm trying to. Like I'm doing a little intel. I'm more sure. of like, gonna, I'm more of like the party guy. Like, yeah. hey, how you doing? What's going yeah. on? Good yeah, to yeah, see yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. how's everything going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys doing good? Yeah, we're doing good. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Like yeah. I'm trying to maybe get some information out of them mm -hmm. um, and just seeing how they're doing. And yeah. quite often people just tell me, great, 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 great. Because sure. I'm the CEO yeah, of the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. But 
you know, and then, but then it sometimes comes out like, Hey, I know I told Jason this, but really like I'm feeling this way. So it kind of gets them to start talking, yeah, right? yeah, which, yeah. which helps. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to go to the stores and be like, you know, everybody just hates me and it's dry. And like, what are you doing here? And like, I, I want them to be prideful in themselves. People they work for mm-hmm. our shield, you know, my last name, like it is the name of the company. So it's like, I want them to be, be proud to work there and like, say, say what's up to me. Like, yeah, you know, and I, and I want to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, especially with the general managers, like, sure. That's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It is important. And I go back to that show you care, you know, um, that, that could mean a lot of things like caring about people. Like, you know, that's one of our core standards. It's the first one in our, our, our list of standards. And, um, you know, you showing you care could mean a lot of different things. Right. If you see a salesman that's numbers suck, right. And you look at a, uh, you look at a report, a sales report and you're like, dude, like you're not selling anything. Like everybody else is selling, you know, you, you're not good at your job and you're reading this report. You could show him you care by coaching him up and being honest with him. Like, Hey, this is how everybody else is performing. This is how you're performing. You know, what's going on. Right. You know, get to the bottom of it. Could be a million of things, a million things. Or you could show you, him you care by just letting him go. Like, dude, I don't think sales is your gig. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Like, like after some focus management yeah, or some yeah, coaching, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, Mash, I don't think like for you and your family, yeah. you're not like minimum wage ain't going to yeah, yeah, it. Like yeah, you, yeah. you have to go do something else. And I've had those conversations sure. with people like, hey, like and that's you need to do something else to better your situation. And, that, and that's better for you. That's better for him. Right. It's like getting fired isn't cool. Like it's hard, you know, and, right. and, and it may be the wake up call that guy needs. Like, ah, I can't escape by anymore. Like I, I've got to show I care. Right. I got to show up. Right. Right. And so you showed him that you care about him by letting him go. Maybe, you know, it's weird to think. Right. But, but caring doesn't mean, uh, that you're going to be complacent and caring doesn't mean that you're going to carry somebody. Right. Right. It just means that you care enough about the performance of the business that you're willing to pay attention to every component of it and every key aspect of it. Right. Right. So, you know, I have a good example of, of this, like, you know, another one of ours is attention to detail, right? So show you care, attention to detail. And, um, I go to the gym I, it doesn't look like it, but I do, <laughs> I promise. And, um, and I was, I was at the gym maybe a week ago and I walk in and I wash my hands and I go to throw my, my paper towel away. And I look down and around the, the bottom of the trash can, there's this paper towels that people just dumped. And so I bent over and I grabbed them all and I threw them in the trash. It's kind of gross, but you know, like <laughs> a little bit. But. Yeah. But, but like, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I just did it. Right. Right. And, um, I was talking to my wife about that and I'm not trying to toot my own horn horn, but I'm like, these standards have become a part of my DNA. You know, even when I'm not at work, I care. I care what lifetime fitness's bathroom looks like. Right. That's what level I care about. Like it's embarrassing that, that a whoever was so lazy that they couldn't just put the garbage in the trash. That's embarrassing. Right. And B that lifetime didn't have someone come around and clean it up, you know, right. But I'm not going to let it let, sit there. Right. I care too much. But it's, it's like the standard. So I was just in Hawaii and we were at a, a Disneyland resort or Disney resort, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Alani. Yeah. 
so Disney's standard, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World or Disneyland. I have, yeah. So, yeah. you know, their standard of cleanliness is crazy. It's, it's really I mean, high. You never see trash anywhere. You feel comfortable. Like there's a lot of theme parks where you do not feel comfortable being there. Yeah. Right? Because it's just so dirty, so gross. Like people spill like an icy. It's sure. just there and walking it's on. Gross. You see like a million footsteps everywhere. It's like freaking lagoon down here. Huh? You know, I'm not going to say. That. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. No, but, but kind of, right? Like it's kind of yeah. a little bit gross, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially if you're used to the standard of, of, of a Disney resort. Sure. Even their hotels. I mean, everything is so clean. Sure. Um, I was cannot believe how clean the resort was in in hawaii i mean everything was so clean i mean i, I we were we we're sitting in the uh they have a little lounge for late departures because our departure wasn't until nighttime mm-hmm. and you know obviously you check out and whatever so there's a little lounge mm-hmm. they came and cleaned the bathroom probably five times in the hour that yeah. we were there yeah and like folded the toilet paper and everything and i'm like guys like this is the crazy like this is but it makes you so comfortable yeah and and it's that standard right yeah and it, and you know if you're gonna book a disney resort or something sure disney, i'm sure that there's my disney haters out there that's not the point but <laughs> yeah. the point is they have a standard oh of course and i if like if you follow uh, paid attention about disney they fired their ceo brought back in their old ceo bob Iger. Mm-hmm. he's now back the ceo yeah, because that. that standard started to slide yeah and they started to nickel and dime everybody for everything and it was just being a disastrous yeah thing yeah they brought bob back in to set the standard of what he had built the company on for so many years and i think that's so important because like I can't imagine like if I went to Bob, like what his corporate office looks like or what his house looks like or what, wherever he goes, sure. what that standard is. And I think that's important to have in someone's, and I think it's important to define that standard. It, it I think totally people is. don't, don't do that yeah. and they just don't really care. They just go do their thing. And yeah. especially if they have a big enough company where there's enough employees to basically quote unquote, do it for them. Yeah. But if you're going into these, these, these developments or you go into these the housing and you just walk by and you're with, you know, somebody and you go wash your hands, you know, mm-hmm. and you throw something and it falls and you just walk on. Well, now what do they think of you? Sure. I think, Oh, the standard's okay to slide a little he bit. He doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't really care about it. Yeah. Or if I walk past a piece of trash on one of my properties, maybe it's not that important. Right. Right. But I'm going to be the first one to pick it up. Right. I promise you. So when know. you pick it up, do you say anything? Of course. I, well, I do. Maybe not verbally all the time. Right. right? Like they know. Yeah. Cause you don't want to like, there is that sense that you don't want to like scold the manager in front of their. Oh yeah. I don't reports, do that. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't. Like you don't want, you're not, I don't to embarrass people. Yeah. You don't want to embarrass people. That's, yeah. that's bad leadership. And a lot of, a lot of people like to do that. It makes them feel, yeah. I don't know. I've actually been coached that. I'm like, make sure you get mad at your managers in front of all the reports that'll embarrass them. Like, I'm like, dude, if they're like me, like the worst thing you can do in the history of the world to me is embarrass me. Oh, like yeah. I will fight tooth and nail, <laughs> yeah. punch everybody. Yeah. Like if you yeah. embarrass me yeah. and like, especially in a crowd of people that I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm yeah. going to, like, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Either, yeah. And so, even in people that I do know, cause it's like, yeah. I just lost respect. Yeah. And it's a respect thing to me. Yeah, And so you, you pay that forward to those people and you know, everybody has their own style and stuff and, and you could maybe, tell someone hey like that's not what i that's not our expectations like hey right this isn't how the the property should look you know that i mean we've we've we we've set this standard and and it's been pretty clear right um and 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 hopefully you talk to the manager in private like hey look you own this like i own it so i'm there picking the trash up right but you're here every day so i need you to own it 
you know, and, and really talk to her about why that's important to you, you know, and, um, her, him. And, uh, I think you can get through to people that way. Um, better. And you you put the credibility on the manager where now the man, now it's the manager's idea that we need to be clean. Well, and, and you you, you give her ownership, you empower her, right? Like you say, look, like, you know, we talked from the beginning, you're, you're the president of this company, you know, is our standard to have trash on the ground. Right. And it's not my standard. I want to know what yours is. Right. You know, in it, do ours align, you know, it opens up to a bigger conversation. Like maybe she doesn't care, you know? And then it's like, well, that's another one. Our standards, you got to care. Right. This is, you know, this is a hard conversation all of a sudden. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it, it you know, but I, I'll, I'll backtrack here a little bit because one of my, one of Glenn's, my partner's uh, famous like stories is, he grew up in property management and he did property management a lot before he started buying his own real estate, uh, real estate. And he was like the senior vice president of operations or something, or maybe he was like the, I don't know. He was pretty high up. Okay. And, um, he was touring the property with the COO and he had the regional manager below him and then the site manager below him. I mean, like in, in like a scale of, you know, hierarchy, if you want, if you will. Right. And, <laughs> They go on the property and there was trash, right? And he was just like embarrassed. He's like, guys, what is this? You know, and um, they picked it up, threw it away. And after that, he got written up as the senior vice president from the COO. Really? He didn't write up the regional manager and he didn't write up the property manager. And he said, Glenn, you own this. Like, you know, he's like, and Glenn said even at that time, I, I, I'm never on the site. And he's like, well, maybe that's the problem. Wow. You know, like, um, these are your people, right? You know, you need to lead them to do what our standards are and lead them to success. But you're not, I mean, obviously, right. Right. That was a huge learning lesson for him. He did that in front of everybody. Really? It's tough. Yeah. That's tough, man. And, and, you know, I think that there's a time and a place and there's a person that can take that on the chin and maybe grow from it, but you better be really good at reading people before you do yeah. that. Cause you'll probably just destroy someone doing something. Yeah. Like I mean, you, yeah. you could totally, and, and there's a way to do it, right? Like there's yeah. a way to talk to someone, you know, you don't yeah. screaming at them, yelling at them, yeah. calling them names. Yeah. You're like, and there's a way to talk to them in a tone and you know, all of that that can teach the lesson. You know, you're kind of hitting them in the chin a little bit, but you're using it as an example yeah. and you're setting the standard, right? It's kind of almost like a reset. Like, yeah. Hey, let's get back in alignment Yeah. and let's move through this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that can be super helpful. One thing I want to ask you is how, how has the, the culture and the standard been able to keep going through scaling? I, I get asked all the time as like, how do I grow? How do I scale and keep the standard and keep the culture and keep everything? Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, that's the hardest part of every business is scaling and, and some people got them mastered and figured right. out. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, if you, I mean, yeah. someone gives you billions of dollars, you can go buy, 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 yeah. but there's an art to it, especially yeah, with yeah. the human capital yeah, side. Yeah. And, and there's a difference between like you're, you're saying like uh, private equity growth right? and there, and, and just bootstrapping, you know, kind of organic growth and right. the organic growth. It's a lot more fun in my mind, but it's also a lot more difficult to perfect it. It's, it's hard to, Right. Um, and you know, I've, I've found it to be difficult. We have like, uh, our standards of course that we hang up in every office and, and every time we buy a property, we go through the same process of implementing the business plan and communications with the property. 
and uh, everybody that comes into our company knows our goals and our agenda. So really it's, does the, do the employees that are executing the business plan understand the business plan? That's like, right. like, and, and, and so, you know, that's maybe not necessarily culture, but it, it kind of is because right. We're empowering people to, yeah. to go forward and, and, and gain success. Right. And we're defining what success would look like in our, in our point of view. Right. So um, we make sure we do that regardless if we're 10 units or, you know, or, or 10,000 or, or, or 50,000, you know, where we're trying right. to get. Right. So, you know, that, that's, that's what we do. We have an employee handbook and, and everything that goes through, you know, what are dress standards? Like, you know, if you need to refer to it, it's there, it's available, you know, it's in, you know, like we right. give everybody a copy of it. I don't expect them to read every page. That'd be pretty cool. Cause it's like very detailed. Right. It's almost too much, you know, and it's a lot of like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a lot of CYA, yeah. you know, like with insurance companies and yep. stuff like that. Yep. But, yep. but like also in there, it states pretty clearly, like you can't show up on property in like a hoodie and, and like uh, skateboarding shoes, you know, right. to work here, you know, there's a standard. So, um, you know, scaling is, so you know, Greg would not fit the standard. Greg wouldn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to let them go. Dude, it's crazy because like now, like when I go, like I speak, it's mm -hmm. it's who's got the coolest looking hoodie and the yeah. joggers and sure, sure. cool shoes. Changed a lot. I'm like, man, when I used to do it for, I was a network marketing company, was the, who had the freshest suit. Man. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's just changed, but yeah. it's still a standard, right? Like there's still like no one's showing up looking like a bum. Yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's said in that standard, like we have the same thing, like polo shirt, yep. like jeans or nice shorts well, or something like that. You know, it goes back to like pick a company, you know, that you're impressed with their standards. Yeah. Like do yeah. Apple, they all wear the same color shirt on, Apple. on a particular day. Yeah. And all their stores look the same. They're all clean. They're all very aesthetically pleasing. Right. You know, I mean, they have like a highest level of standard. I have a few friends that work for Apple and it's a very high standard. Really? Yes. I love that though. It's, it's but awesome. It, but you know what to expect when you, when you go to an Apple store and you buy yeah. an Apple product. And they produce really good employees and they produce really good products. Right. But their standards are so high. Right. They, you know, and, and that's cool. You know, um, it's really easy to, I think, look at like, like a franchises and, mm -hmm. and, and point to them. And maybe you're heading that direction with your business. I don't know, but like, you know, you've really got to have your standards set and a culture set. If you know, I think if you're going to go forward and scale, yeah. like it, it's tough. Well, it's hard to change it when you have 200 employees yeah, yeah, or right. a hundred or 50. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's Hey tough. guys, we're going to think a little differently now. And it's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of doing a little bit of a rebrand and making, mm. but it's, it's more like a cooler yeah. swaggy style sure. of like, polo shirts and clothes and hats with like these really cool patches on them. It's and like awesome. We're changing the vibe to be people. Cause we want people to wear what we want them to wear. Right. Like sure. it's not like, Oh, I have to wear this ugly shirt because I have to, or I have yeah. to wear this ugly uniform because I have to. So we're going through that, but it's tough. I mean, even yeah. with like our culture and kind of change, there's little changes going on, but um, you know, we've tried to make it really, really exciting, but it's setting a new standard of like, Hey, like we're, we want to be, like respected and yes. like a, a brand and like yeah, yeah. an ex, like a, a, a good stewards of like ourselves in the RV industry. Yeah. Let's show up and be professional. Sure. But, but that doesn't mean a suit and tie. Yeah. It yeah. just mean like there's a way to act professional and be professional and look professional than yeah, people yeah. think, you know, you look yeah, like a politician. Like, up there. Yeah. Like high level of customer success. Like, you know, that's what I think of when in specifically like your niche is, you know, if there's an issue, is it get resolved? Right. You know, even if it may cost you a little money or, or something like that, because I'm going to go tell 20 other people, Hey, right. Like go down there and buy an RV. They'll take care of you. Right. 
Yeah, right? I, always, I always think of the camping, right? Yeah. The campground. When you're at a campground, what's your attitude going to be? That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, it, hey, I, bought, I saw you bought an RV. How can an RV? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how is it? Yeah. It, and what I'm, are they going to say? I'm sure you're slinging the same RVs that a lot of other people yeah. do. I, yeah. I mean, there's only so many brands of RVs that right. you can sell. Right. Multiple so, different dealerships in the state of Utah carry the same brands as we do. Yeah. Have. And like, dude, I'm not doing anything unique. Like I have a skill set that most people don't have just because I've done it, you know? And so right. I have, I've got some schooling in the real estate industry and I understand the jargon and, you know, how to, how to underwrite and, and make sense of, you know, finance and all, and all that stuff. But I mean, I didn't invent impar- apartments, right. Right. Or I didn't invent, you know, value add or, you know, increasing rents and, and increasing the value of the property. I mean, it's, it's not new stuff, but right. it's like, you know, um, you know, do I provide a, a better service to the end user? Right. You know, am I better at that than them? Well, that's the controllable, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. Can't, you can't, I mean, like the market's the market. Yeah. Like that's just the city's like, and so like I talk to people, our, our team, like, look, I can't reinvent the trailer. Yeah. And the sales process can only be so profound. Sure. Right. But it's the service and taking care of the customer after the fact in our industry, at least of uh-huh. how that's where we can be different. Well, well, and I think that um, you've got to identify what type of company you want to be. Are you a company that gets passed down to your son um, or to somebody else, you know, down the road? Are you a company that sells to a PE group in 10 years? Because if you are, your business plan changes. Right. right? And, and that affects your culture. Right. Right. If, if you're like, Hey, you know, this is Jason's place and it's going to be around from here to the end of time. That's my goal. Like I want this to last three, four or five generations. Right. Right. You're going to look at things a little differently than like, dude, I'm just going to exit. My passion is business. Like it's not really RVs, you know, I'm, I'm going to exit in a few years. So, you know, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's a difference between trying to drive value in your company dollars and cents wise, and then trying to drive value in the name of the company. Right. Right. And, and, and when you're trying to create a brand name and create that value, maybe your margins are really good if you don't provide as good a service, but you can get by and it's industry standard. Right. But if you're like, man, if I kind of, I'm still making some good money here, maybe I take a little less and I add an extra employee to every store that's going to make this customer experience so much better. It'll set you apart from other people. And now you have a reputation, right? You know, and now, now you've, now you've started something that lasts, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what type of company are you? And you gotta, you gotta be able to identify that. Like, I know what I want. You know, I know I want this thing to go far beyond me. You know, I I really do. I, my, my business, um, you know, I have a goal of, of getting 35,000 units under ownership. Wow. There's a NMHC national multifamily housing conference has a top 50 list. And I want to be on that top. That's my goal, you know, and, and to get there, you know, it's, it takes, it takes some time, yeah. a lot of years and growth. Um, but, yeah, but you're super young. Yeah. I have a lot of runway. Yeah. 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 So it's, <laughs> it's cool. Cause it's like every property I buy, it's like another log on the fire, you know, right. it's just like another one here and it just compounds over time. It snowballs with, um, if you have a good reputation with investors, you know, they start seeking you out, you know, that type of thing. But, right. you know, I've already identified what kind of company I want to be. You know, if I, if my goal was, Hey, you know, I'm going to build this thing to 15,000 doors in the next 10 years, I'm going to buy crappy product. Good product doesn't matter as long as I get to 15,000 doors and I'm going to sell off to a REIT. 
or a private equity group and I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to make 45, 50 million bucks and I'm going to call it a day. That's going to change the way I view my business. Right. It's my goal. It's no a numbers lo- game at yeah, that point. Yeah. My goal is no longer legacy, right? My goal is to get to a number. Right. So I've identified that getting to a number is less important to me than my reputation and the legacy that I'm leaving. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I like that. And, and it helps me every day identify like, okay, this maybe isn't like, this deal's really thin. I could get it done if I go up and purchase price or whatever, but do I really want to take the risk? Right. I don't need to. No, pass. Right. You know, and uh, so now I, my mindset's changed where I think of everything 25 years down the road. That's I, the, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I don't think people tend to even look that that far. No. When, you know, especially when you're, yeah, dude, I like that. I like defining what your end goal is. And, and maybe you don't know right now because no. it's a new yeah. business or something yeah. like that. But it's taken me like eight, seven, eight years being in this industry to figure that out. And it's like a recent thing, right? right. Like in the last two years. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because you're right. Like it does make you look at the business very differently. Like I, I like have no plans to sell. Like I want to keep the company, you know, and, that, and that's not saying if some crazy, ridiculous opportunity comes my way, like sure. I'd, I'd look at it. Right. Yeah, but, of course you could, but I'm building yeah. the company to be here forever. And yeah. you know, I look at it like that. Let me stop you. I want to say something. How cool would it be when that opportunity came knocking? and he said, not for sale. Right. That's badass. Yeah, there has been one opportunity. I haven't really talked about it. But that's much, but cool. It was like, I told them no. They're one of the largest companies in the world. Because think about it, man. And I told them no. I'm yeah. like, I can't believe I just did, did that. This is, <laughs> this, is your, this is your life's work. This is your body of work, right? Like, yeah. this is what you've created. This is your baby. Right. You know, this is your family name. And you're like, it's for sale. Right. You know, like, Why? Do you need do you need all that money? I mean, maybe you do. And I'm not saying right or wrong. Right. I'm just I'm just throwing a different like perspective is like you're like, yeah, I'm for sale. Right. No, I'm not. You know, like right. and that's the that's the mentality I've adopted is like I'm not for sale. Right. You know, you can be as rich as you want, you can't buy me. Right. I, I even told them that I said, you don't have enough money. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, we do. And I'm like, look, I'm not, I was like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not ready to give this up. Yeah, and, I'm, not, and, I'm just starting. And heck, dude, my perspective could change in a week from now. Yeah. But that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Like, literally, that's like, what I told them. I was like, the deal that you're like, I, yeah. I was, it was a crazy deal. Like it was yeah. a ton of money and yeah. they had, they were going to have to pay every employee. Yeah. And they were like, what? And I'm like, Hey, yeah. I told them I was never going to sell. Yeah. This is the number that it's worth for me to go back on my, yeah. my promise because they'll be super happy. Their life is going to be changed forever with the money you're going to give them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're insane. I'm like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's been five years. Yeah. I just am starting. Yeah. You know, and that means more to me than, than yeah. anything. There's, there's a, there's a company that I won't name the company or where it's located, but I know it very well. And I know a lot of people that work for that company and it's a family grown company and they've done it for 50 years. And some people got in and it's like private equity money, private equity money. And, and there's a time and place for that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really ruined their company, you know, like they stayed on, they, they kept a, a bunch of ownership, but really for them, you know, this community, that community that they build and like thousands of employees, this private equity company is like, Hey, we don't want an office here. This isn't where we want to be. Really? Changes the culture. Changes everything. Yeah, they all get fired. 
That's crazy. So now the business, the business at that point is bigger than you and it's bigger than, than one person in your family. Now you have to think about the economy of that, that city and those people, you know, and it's like, is, is it really worth you being, uh, you know, worth 500 million and, and now, now you need to be a billionaire. Like you, you need a billion dollars. Is it really worth that? Like, is that exchange worth it? And right. some people on this podcast, are like, yeah, Mike, it's worth uh, yeah, it. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like, like, you give me a billy, yeah. I'll do whatever. <laughs> but, but, but it goes back to what? What value are you seeking? And mine is like respect. Mine is an admiration, and turning down that money because it's not necessarily what drives you. It's it's the community. It's the respect. It's the admiration of the people that work every day to make you rich. Right. You know, that's more important to you then you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That sets up for a good culture. I yeah. think yeah, one, it, it, yeah. it sets, you know, the bar, the bar in your eyes, yeah. because like it, there also is like an inner self standard, like we were talking about before of, yeah. if, if you know that you're chasing something mm-hmm. and then you're kind of faking it everywhere else, yeah. it'll, it'll end up just kind of just it eating does. you alive yeah. and imploding. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you're, I mean, but if your team knows like, Hey guys, we're, building this to exit at this much money yeah. and you're all going to get a little piece of it. Boom. Now, now it's all one common goal and you're looking to exit and you're looking to do your thing. Right. right? right. Um, but if you keep telling her, Hey, we're going to be here forever. We're going to be here forever. Like yeah. I'm legacy, legacy, legacy. And the next week it's like, sell. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, bro, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Or it's like, Hey, or, or if that, that happens, you have that meeting with your, with your team and say, guys, mm-hmm. I just got an insane yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And I, I have to, I have to take it. Yeah, sure. But you know, here's what's going to look like. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like you have that communication that's respectable than just yeah. saying like, dude, you just lied to us. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden we find out in the yeah. news, like and, you, yeah, you know, you exited. Yeah. There, there's, there, there's definitely a time and a place. Like I think, uh, um, if you don't really love what you do, I think there's definitely a time like, yeah. Like if you end up like hating what yeah. you do and yeah. you're like, there's no reason. Like I, and I would say like, there's a caveat, like there's no reason to stay in doing what you do because you said that you do it forever. Yeah. If you end up just hating right. your life. Yeah. There's right? no reason to hate your life. You've got one, yeah. you got one life to live. Right. And yeah. so if you hate it and what's making you hate it is just getting richer, you know, by doing whatever, you know, pick a career or, or an industry. It's like, you know, maybe selling cookies out of franchises isn't like fulfilling you. Right. And I'm not saying it does or doesn't to other people. I mean, everybody's got their thing. But if it's not something you really like, because you're like, dude, I'm sick of working with 16 year olds. You know, all Chick Fil A's got all the good 16 year olds working right. over oh, there. Man, they're amazing, right? Right. That so, machine is unbelievable. Yeah, but like, you know, I I, I kind of not fulfilled here. So it's like maybe I have 10 stores. When I build it to 25, I'm just gonna sell it to somebody. Right. You know, and and then sell it. Like you've reached your goal. You take that cash. You go. You go and do something that fulfills you. That's that's great. Like. You basically bought the right to go and have fun. Right. Do your thing. I happen to have found something that I really like. Right. I really enjoy I doing. That. You know I what think, I mean? Dude, I think that's, I think that is a massive, in my eyes, definition to success. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I know we're, we're wrapping up on time. This yeah. has been awesome. Yeah. Dude. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really appreciate yeah. your time. The last thing that I want to ask you yeah, yeah. is, I ask this to everybody, is what is your definition of success? Go right in the truth we were yeah, talking about. I so. think I think my definition of success is if if my kids grew up and admired me for the man I am, I would feel I'd feel pretty successful. After I die, 
do they still talk about me? I love that. You know, my grandpa, um, he's, he wasn't rich. We talked about it. He was, he, he wasn't at all. Right. He's, he's, he's raised a bunch of successful grandkids. Um, and, uh, I talk about him three or four times a week, you know, and, and I share stories. I share life lessons. He taught me, he didn't have to be rich to teach me life lessons. You know what I mean? Right. And I look at him and I'm like, he was the wealthiest man in the world. He had everything. And, and the world maybe wouldn't have said that. Right. Right. But I knew that as his grandson. And, and that to me would be my definition, definition of success is if I had some grandkids and my kids that mourned my death, hated to lose me because I was, I just meant that much to them. That would mean the world to me. Right. Everything else is bullshit. No, I, I love that. Dude. Sorry, mom. I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> Um, one thing I, I just want to shout out is to, I th talking about your grandfather is mm. I think is he, the, I heard Greg speak when we were speaking together and was he the one that said, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies or something. Yeah, that quote? Yeah, yeah. He, I took that. Yeah. I can't remember the quote yeah, and you yeah. probably know what's, yeah. what's the quote. Do you know the quote? Yeah. I think I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Yeah. yeah like I think was, they're worth the same or yeah, they're, worth the, they're same, worth the same, but the weight is yeah, something. Yeah. And it's talking about like your circle and friends. Yes. I think is what the context yeah, was. Yeah, right? exactly. You'd rather have four yeah. quarters than a hundred pennies. Had, he had a freaking Rolodex, like, like, like a laundry list of sayings like that. Like so many, I, I couldn't keep track. Like, I thought that was Greg what it is, but Greg yeah, said that. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I, I wrote it down it's somewhere where uh, yeah, that, my, that was him phone. though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's somewhere in my phone because mm -hmm. I actually posted on Instagram and I had tons of people be like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm like, dude, this is Greg's grandpa. That, <laughs> yeah. that said it. Carl, so, Carl Manziel. Yeah. No, pre yeah, appreciate yeah, you, yeah. Carl. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, but, but it affected me because yeah. I'm like, that's so powerful because yeah. we we spent a lot of time trying to get those hundred pennies but really four quarters it's worth the same that's right right yeah for sure yeah. and and he was a relationship guy he had the same friends his whole life i love that you know he was just like a good dude oh, i just want to say hey thank you carl because it affected me yeah and no so your no grandpa, yeah, yeah your grandfather's yeah. Amazing, he continues you know? to do that you know yeah. through his through his family he continues to affect people yeah, which I is cool that. yeah dude, it's that's super cool. that's legacy that and that's success right that's like success. That, that he's affecting my life yeah. because i'm like yeah yeah. That, that's some good stuff, man. That's yeah. awesome. And he's like, and he, he actually, the same thing. He's like, yeah, my grandpa has all these sayings. So oh, dude. we're going to make a book out of all the sayings. Yeah. Yeah. All of his, all of his grandkids just admire him. And love dude, him. that, and that, yeah. dude, I love that. Like that's yeah. something where, where me and you can talk about that. Yeah. That's legacy. That's legacy. Dude, that's it's pretty amazing. cool. Well, Mike, thank yeah. you so much for being yeah. on the show. Yeah, this has been awesome. I know you're, you know, you're in from Texas. You yeah. happen to be here. These, yeah. when I landed this morning at six <laughs> in the morning and just yeah. happened to be here and I think yeah. you're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Going to so, Mexico. That, so. dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, just dude, thank you so much. It's yeah. been awesome. Um, you know, you're a hero in my eyes and Thanks, what you're bro. doing for, Thanks. for the, for multifamily. I think yeah. it's so awesome. Cool. Um, and I love the brand that you're, you're doing and you're yeah. just the most amazing family. Thanks, so man. I appreciate you yeah. being on the show. Likewise. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.